Well, what do you think about my background this week? Beautiful quilts, aren't they? Even my little buddy here, Harley, is enjoying these quilts. Now, these quilts were made by our missions sewing group. They've been made over the past year, and they will be going to the Door of Faith, which is a residential program for men. You know, we are fortunate to have several of those men who come and worship with us each and every Sunday, and we're glad to be able to have them here and to be able to be a positive influence in their lives. But uh, they'll be enjoying some of the quilts that our uh, missions sewing group have created. Well, this is your Midweek Connection for April the 12th, 2023. Another Resurrection Weekend has come and gone, and I thought that I would give you a little report on how that went for TMC. You know, the question that we have to ask first and foremost is, did we accurately and clearly present the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, that's more important than how many people came, or how great the music was, or anything else. And you know, I believe that I can say without contradiction that we did just that, that we presented the gospel accurately and compellingly. We'll begin with Pastor Brett. You know, he brought a, a clear and compelling message on Good Friday that was accompanied by a beautiful gospel-centered music package that was put together and performed by Will and his worship team. And I was blessed by the way that the team weaved the gospel through music and the spoken word, and, uh, and it just made it all very seamless and presented it in a very compelling way. And Sunday morning was just as compelling and encouraging with the choir that we had and the worship team that sang uh, a spirit-empowered message about Jesus' death, resurrection, and our hope in Him. It was all really just a wonderful and great weekend. Now, speaking of numbers, we, we had 300 at our Good Friday gathering. On Sunday at 8 a.m., we saw 179 with us, and then at 10 a.m., 339. And when you add in the children that were here, 79, and also the adult support staff that ministers to our children, about 20, we had a total of 617 on Sunday. And that's quite encouraging, and I'm glad that we were able to touch those lives. Now, I want to thank all of the people who went the extra mile over the entire weekend to make our resurrection gatherings Christ-honoring and also beneficial to the people who attended. And to you, I say thank you, great job. So appreciated. Number two, the Caregiver Support Group is meeting Sunday, April the 23rd at 2 p.m. in the community room. The speaker is Matt Ballman. He's an attorney with Pearson Ballman Law. Now, Matt's going to be sharing some important information about protecting your retirement assets from the cost of care as you grow older. Also, planning and paying for nursing or in-home care. He'll speak about issues concerning power of attorney and also avoiding the expenses and delays of probate when you pass on. Now, these really are important topics because they're topics that will impact all of us, issues that will impact all of us, and they require good advanced planning uh, to be uh, helpful and effective when the time comes. So everyone's encouraged to attend and there's no registration required. 
we hope to see you there. Also, our men's breakfast, number three, is this Saturday, April the 15th, and the speaker is Pastor Adam, our youth pastor. Now, he's going to be speaking about the discipline of repentance. And following the men's breakfast, we're going to be engaging in a little spring cleanup of our church property. And so we need many able hands to help with that cleanup and also to do some landscaping work. Now, the breakfast begins at 8 a.m. and the cleanup begins at 9.30 a.m. And I hope that you can make both of those uh, because both of them will be uh, helpful both to your life and to the life of the church. Well, those are the announcements I have for this week. Let's turn our focus now to the spiritual focus. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek or the Gentile. What a blessing it is to know that God has made His power available through Jesus' death for sin and resurrection to new life. All of that to deliver us from the dominion of darkness and to transfer us into the kingdom of His beloved Son, Colossians 1.13. To that I say, Amen. You know, this transfer from the condemnation of sin into the love and acceptance of God through Jesus is what we commonly call salvation, the forgiveness of sin. Uh, it's what brings about God's declaration of justification upon the sinner, changing the sinner's identity to that of a dearly loved son or daughter of God. Now, for most Christians, that's what they think about when they encounter the word gospel. The good news that sins can be forgiven and right standing before God can be had. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that understanding of the gospel. But while that understanding is accurate, it really does fall short of what the fullness of the gospel is. You see, when you think of the gospel only in terms of its saving power, uh, then you'll be led to think that once a person is saved, the gospel has done its job. And I need then to move on beyond the gospel to what comes next as a follower of Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. The necessity and the power of the gospel does not end at one's salvation, does not end at their justification. The gospel is just as necessary from that point forward to see a person systematically conform to the image of of Christ. In other words, the gospel is just as necessary for my sanctification as it is for my justification. And so there never comes a time in a believer's life when they no longer need the gospel or can move away from the gospel. Now with that understanding in mind, Several years ago, one of our elders, Greg Stearns, created a series of reminders about how important the gospel is in the everyday life of a Christ follower. Uh, he called it because of the gospel. Now, I'm not sure how many because of the gospel lessonettes he actually created, but he created at least 52 because we utilized his lessons over the course of a year as the opener for our worship gatherings. 
Now, for, for today's spiritual focus, I want us to look at one of those lessons. It begins with a statement and then followed by a scripture that serves as the foundation for the statement. And this particular lesson is about the ability to live a holy life. Here's what it says. Because of the gospel, I can live a holy life. I do not have to accept the excuse that my life is too hard, my circumstances are too difficult, or my situation is too burdensome to live rightly before God. Not only has He saved me from hell, but He has equipped and empowered me to please Him in all settings by giving Him glory in how I respond to life's difficulties. Now, that's the lesson in Minotaur. The gospel not only saved me, but it continually empowers me to live in a manner that is worthy of Christ. Now, the word holy means set apart. So, living holy means that I live in such a way so as to live for God's purposes and glory rather than my own desires and pleasures. Now, for any who have tried to live in that way, you know as well as I do that it is nearly, if not flat out, impossible to do in the power of self. But that's where the gospel comes into play. When I refer to the gospel here, I'm referring to the spiritual power that comes from Jesus' salvific work through his cross and resurrection. Jesus' death for sin and his resurrection from the dead provide the power to be saved but also to be conformed to the image of Christ, i.e., it empowers me to live a holy life. Consider Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. It says, He, that is God the Father, chose us in Him, that is, in God the Son, before the foundation of the world, that we would be, notice it, holy and blameless before Him. Now, did you see it? The gospel is not just about forgiveness of sin and heaven as your eternal home. It's about your holiness right here, right now. I want you to consider 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, His divine power has granted to us, the us there is God's children, everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And there it is. God did not only choose us to be holy before him, but he has also involved himself to provide everything that we need to be holy. And right there in the verse, it tells us that it all starts with the true knowledge of him. You know, knowledge is key. We must first know that Jesus is God's Son incarnate. And then we need to understand that He died for sin and that He rose to life to provide a way for sinners like you and me so that we can die to sin and live in the power of His resurrection. In this then, we find that the gospel is not only what saves, but what transforms as well. So Greg rightly titled this work, because of the gospel. Because of the gospel, sinners can be saved. Because of the gospel, saints can be conformed to the image of Christ, which in this particular case is to reflect the image 
of his holiness. Now, no doubt you've heard it said around TMC that we must preach the gospel to ourselves every day. Now, we say that because it is the power of the gospel revealed in God's word, empowered by God's spirit, that gives us everything that we need to grow up in Christ, to become more and more like him. And to that end, then, I want to recommend to you that you consider getting a copy of Milton Vincent's book titled A Gospel Primer, Learning to See the Glories of God's Love. In that book, it contains 31 brief but meaty lessons about the gospel. You will also find two sections titled A Gospel Narrative. One is a prose version and the other is a poetic version. And finally, you will find a section titled Surprised by the Gospel. You know, I found this book to be very helpful several years ago when I had a very serious crisis in my life uh, that I thought uh, was perhaps going to bring my ministry to an end. And the man who was counseling me recommended this book. And it, and many others as well, really became a foundation for helping me to regain my footing and to find new life, new vision, and, uh, and new interest in serving the Lord Jesus and his church. And I'm so glad that I did get that book, and I'm so glad that it helped me in that way. Now, you can find the book just about anywhere. Books are sold for around $10. So I would encourage you, either go to your favorite bookstore or go online and you'll find the book, order it, and begin to read it. And I believe it will help you very, very much. Well, let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity in these few moments to speak to these people about the gospel and the power of the gospel, not only to save us from our sins, but also to transform us into the image of Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that each one of us here at the Mission Church would be uh, concerned and interested about growing in our faith as much as we are um, happy that you have given us the faith to believe. And Lord, may that faith that you have given us spring forth in maturity and growth so that, Lord, we can help others know the saving power of the gospel as well as the transforming power of the gospel as well. Lord, as we grow through the power of your gospel, uh, may we bring much glory to you and may we bring much benefit to others around us. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, now this Sunday brings us to Romans chapter 16, verses 17 through 23. And the title of the message is this, Be on alert for divisions and false doctrine. All right, very important topic. Paul brings that up right toward the end of his letter. So I look forward to gathering with you for fellowship, for worship, and for challenge in God's Word this coming Sunday. God bless. Have a great week.